Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Navigating through the streets with those who live there, discoed, tells the story of those affected by homelessness in Los Angeles. We have seen homelessness communities sweep into all parts of our city in, in recent years. Between 2015 and 2016, the number of homeless people in Los Angeles County rose 23% to nearly 58,000. Discode is a character-driven portrait of individuals who are living on the street, and that is... Uh, those are the words of our director, producer, sound engineer, composer, Matthew Serretta, as well as the producer. And you also did sound as well, right, Sam Mantel? Yeah, yeah. And you did, you did all you guys together are, I'll call you a two-man band. You certainly seem to have done the lion's share of the work uh, yeah. here on Discode. And with that, I'd like to introduce to our audience Matthew Serretto and Sam Mantel. Thank you both for being here on Film School Radio. Thanks Thank for you us. for having us. Tell us a little bit, I'll start with you, Matthew, as to how you decided to take on this always vexing, troubling, unsettling issue, topic that we find in so many American cities all and all around the world, but taking on homelessness in Los Angeles County. Tell us a little bit about how th- this project got underway. Well, well, well when I met Sam... Uh, we we both started to just naturally talk about it a lot, and I think sort of noticed a spike at around 2015 when we started thinking about shooting and what we were going to do, and really we just both wanted to make a film, and we were both really taken with the sort of juxtaposition that exists in L.A. between extreme wealth and extreme poverty, and Skid Row o- over the years has has become the whole city, really. You know, it's, it's spread. It's it's the the homeless issue is now you really see it everywhere and so that closeness and juxtaposition between wealth and poverty is more present than ever before and we and we just really knew we were interested in the subject matter um not knowing anything about it um and just really wanted to explore it as filmmakers and it was something we could just it was something we were able to just dive right into um without much backing and we knew we wanted to take a more intimate approach with uh, how we make this film. So we knew we were ready to go. It was just, you know, with the two of us. And, uh, and yeah, so we just, we just jumped right into it and, and uh, went from there. Sam, as the producer, what was your first step in moving forward? Did you start to get to know some of the people in the film? Were you, did you talk, talk to people who are dealing with homeless issues to sort of get the lay of the land? How do you get started on a film like this? really just began by beginning, took the camera onto the street and, you know, began talking to people, basically just jumped in and got our feet wet. I mean, we were filming for quite a while, you know, before we were able to establish, you know, relationships and connections that we knew were going to carry, you know, into the film, I would say. We spent a long time getting to know, the, you know, the people on the street, getting closer to larger communities working our way, you know, into those communities and those spaces and gaining trust. And, you know, eventually we were able to, you know, capture basically basically what, what made it into the film. 
to add to that, we just, you know, in the beginning, we were just sort of jumping out of the car with the camera. It, it really evolved in the sense that, you know, that wasn't working. We knew we needed to get deeper, to get more intimate, and to and to really find the, the, the right people, uh, you know, and there was no real criteria for that, but we just wanted to really find people that, that we connected with that had some deeper insights and that were really willing to open up to us. And, and to get there, we really needed to get to know the people first. And so we started to just approach it differently uh, during the process. We just kind of started to talk to people and get to know people without the camera first mm-hmm. and, then, um, and then come back and film with them. And that's when we started to really make things happen, I'd, I'd say. Yeah, it, it definitely evolved as we went, you know, because we were obviously making the film at night, you know, so we were basically getting off work, you know, working through the day, getting off work, meeting up, and then going out to shoot. We're spending all night on the street as we're out there gathering material and coming back and looking at it. You know, Matt was saying like, no, well, you know, we need to do, we need to do more of this. You know, I want to get more of this. I want to, I want to capture more of this material in this way and stuff like that. And so, you know, we would just keep iterating every time we went, you know, went, went back out and tried to capture what, you know, a little bit more specifically, mm-hmm. you know, what Matt wanted to get. And so we really developed the look and the feel as we were going. And then that, you know, ended up dovetailing really nicely with being able to develop the relationships with the people that we ended up shooting with primarily, you know, because we had figured out what we wanted it to look like and how we wanted it to feel. And then right. we had the people. And so that was, that was, uh, that was kind of how it all came together. Well, Matthew, uh, Soretta, who was your first, the person, it feels like in the film, I think Lou's the first person we see. Was he the first person you really connected with on the streets? Uh, no, I'd say Julius. Julie. Julie, Julie was the first person we we really, really connected with and knew had something special with. And um, <clears throat> she's an interesting person. Tell us, tell our audience a little bit about what makes her. I w- is it fair to say unique among the homeless? What was unique about her? I mean, she is a creative person. She's she's a very outspoken person. Uh, she, she you know she's a poet. She writes a lot. She's com- she was completely sober. She didn't have any issues with drugs. She was, uh, uh, you know, she she was a smoker, but you know, she smoked cigarettes. But <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that that was about it. And uh, she was very clean and cared about her 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 sort of physical appearance. And 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 she she really was trying to maintain a normal life, which she had leading up to to losing her apartment and deciding to get a tent and just and just take to the streets and um and she didn't want to leave hollywood she spent her i think uh most of her life living in in los angeles and uh and so and she and she and she felt comfortable she lived on she was living on hollywood boulevard and she she was on the street for about i think five years when we when we met her, so yeah, she she was just interesting in a lot of ways. But um, her her also some of the, some of the you know her points of view on on the system and how she you know how she ended up where she, where she is where where she was and well, there are a lot of compelling people uh, in the film, and that again, as is often the case, is all more often than not the case with a good documentary film. You have to care about someone in the film, or many people, in this case, many people you care about. 
you mentioned Julie is one of the I, I mean she's one of the rare people who isn't dealing with a drug addiction or or some kind of obvious mental issue mental health issues but there are other people in the film Frank uh, Kenny Lou and Anthony who are in varying degrees either uh, I th- well, can I say obvious mental health issues and then certainly drug addiction is it seems to be a pretty consistent issue with uh, with people on the street and so I'm trying to, I don't know if I have a question except that we care about these people in the film and despite their circumstances, you are able to extract from them this humanity and to un- be able to more under- more clearly understand that the chaos of living on the street. And I think this is probably a good point in which we should explain what the title means, discoed. Sam, tell us what that means. Yeah, that's a great, that's actually a great lead-in because, as you mentioned, you know, characters like Frank and Lou and, and Kenny are, you know, clearly have a problem with addiction. Um, they clearly, that has clearly spun into a mental impairment. You know, at the same time, they're also hungry. They also haven't slept. They're exhausted. Right. You know, they're being, you know, they're being um, pursued on a nightly basis by law enforcement, by, you know, um, gangs on the street. You know, they're, they're just basically constantly living in a state of... Um, harassment, discomfort, um, and it's all in the middle of this big, giant uh, city, Los Angeles, that, again, is known for its supposed, you know, beauty and glamour and riches. And so hard to pinpoint one specific problem as to why someone may be on the street. It's much more of a cumulative set of circumstances, that being drug addiction, mental health um, criminal, you know, the criminal justice system, and not even to mention affordable housing and everything like that. Right. And so it's, it's, it's really a state. And we found that what we were filming was, um, you know, with these characters, that these were people that were stuck in this state. You know, once we had shot with the majority of our, of our um, characters and were sitting down and looking at the edit, between the camera work and um, the stories that were unfolding, this um, something something came to mind for us uh, that we had heard on the street, and it was this this word, um, discode, which um, you know meant which was short for disconnected, disconcerted, discombobulated, like that. When that sort of came to mind for us, that really clicked as something that would sort of unite all these characters under one banner and draw draw a line between them all and connect them. You know, from that point, we, we set out to tell the story of, of being discoed and, and how that happens on, you know, many levels. Because when you think about Julie, you know, like we said, she's not suffering from those things. But there is an effect of getting housing and it not being what you're promised and then being influenced to the point where you move back onto the street. I mean, that's a yeah. disconcerting set of circumstances that someone has to go through yeah. on, on a smaller scale. It's like someone might be stealing something from your campsite while they're acting like your friend. And then that scales up to like you see in Frank's situation where, you know, the city tells you that they're going to, that they're going to sweep the sidewalks, but ultimately, you know, your possessions are getting thrown in the back of a back of a dump truck. So it's, it's, it's kind of all around. And once we kind of landed on that, we knew that that was a good um, 
central point to go on. Yeah, it stretches from like from like a micro level to a macro level, and it really does connect thematically um, the film and 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 the and the people in the film in many ways. And it also is film does take a more experiential uh, look at things, and it and so you know, with that said, the feeling we wanted to really give you something that you could relate to, that people could relate to, you know. And that, and I think everyone can relate to to that, you know, the feeling of being discombobulated or disconnected um, or disconcerted, and so, you know, it, it it does add to the sort of approach we took with with making this film. Well, let me take this opportunity to let our listeners know that we're speaking with the director, and that would be Matthew Serretta, and as well as the producer and Sam Mantell. The film is called uh, Discode. In terms of the film itself. There's sort of a, uh, structurally, I, I, I liked what you did with this looming sweep of the streets. I think it's uh, Kenny, or I can't remember who's describing what's going to happen. So you kind of set that up early in the film as to how they're constantly in motion with their lives because the the city or the county comes through and they sweep the streets and they force these people into a whole nother living arrangement by doing so. And so that is sort of looming as we watch the film. We're reminded of it now and again through the film, but it's out there. It, this, this sort of coming personal apocalypse of sorts is coming for all of these people mm-hmm. until they... And it, so that's the, that is another manifestation of the chaos that they live in. Uh, and it's in their minds. And as you said, you cannot escape this feeling, this constant feeling of dread and and not knowing what's around the corner for these people. Mm-hmm. And just in terms of your personal experience, you're out on the street, you're filming these people. Matthew, I'll start with you. What does it feel like to be 2, two o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning on a darkened street with a whole bunch of homeless people knowing that there are all kinds of drug deals going down, people in all kinds of distress and pain and suffering, to be in that situation, to feel it as someone who can walk away from it at the end of the day. But what is that like for you, just on a personal level? Exciting. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, uh, it, it was a new experience. We were constantly, I think, you know, getting, getting these new experiences out of it. And I had to be so focused on just what I was shooting. And so a, a, lot, a large part of me during the filming was almost like detached in a way because I, I had to be. I, I was just focused on clearly capturing these things and I wasn't fully comprehending what, what we were capturing all the time and and um, Sam right by my side uh, uh, doing all of the sound work, you know, making sure we're safe and making sure that I could comfortably film and, and not have to look over my shoulder. Um, you know, it was, it was just, it was exciting. It was a lot. It was a new experience. But um, the that when it really hit hit me, uh, the the whole like what we were really experiencing, um, when that when that really started to hit me, that was actually in the editing process when we started to put together these things and realize like my God, oh, this is what really what we were out there capturing, and this is what it means, or this is what it could mean, depending on depending on you know positioning of of, of, of things in the editing process. Right, uh, Sam. Yeah. Did you have that feeling, by the grace of God, you know, kind of like, uh, what would I do if I was, if I suddenly, 
in that moment in my life when I realized that there was nowhere else to go but to live on the street? Did mm. did you come away from that? You know, I I again, like Matt said, it was really much more in the edit. Okay. When we had you know the the safety of our editing suite to really listen to to what you know to what these people were saying yeah. and to then sort of recontextualize it with you know the setting where we captured them at the time yeah. you know when we were on the street it's it's i you know i can relate you know we made a good team out there it was like yin and yang you know but it was it was really thrilling you know whereas matt was capturing what was you know in the viewfinder I was focused on on everything else around us and making sure that we're not, you know, being approached, um, that we are, you know, getting good sound, that we are basically safe and in a good environment to to film. And so, you know, again, it's it's we're just because it was just the two of us the the whole time, um, you know, we were just strictly focused while filming on. Um, you know, capturing the material and, and staying safe. So, yeah. so it wasn't until we we got a chance to breathe and and recap that it kind of hit us like what we did. Yeah. Well, in the last couple of minutes I've got with you, I want to let people know that the film will be screening. Discode will be screening at the Downtown Independent today, Friday, uh, November eighth. Uh, you're going to be there to, to give some remarks at the beginning of the film. Um, is there a particular screening time that you're going to be down there for that? Yes, so uh, six thirty Friday, November eighth, yeah. six thirty. Have you also have have any of the people that are in the film have it, will they have a chance to see the film? That is that's a good question. We are working on that. Um, you know, Lou died. Yeah. Um, Anthony uh, is in turtle. We can't find <sighs> and uh, Julie. We also uh, can't find. She we we were in close contact with her for for a couple of years and then she she moved out of the apartment she she uh ended up in in the end um and uh and uh her fo- her phone uh is, is she doesn't have a cell phone anymore it's a different number so yeah we we've been trying uh pretty incessantly to get a hold of her and it's been difficult so yeah. we'd love to we hope to yeah we'll see well and if nothing else i mean it's it's one more opportunity for people who should care more about what's going on in the streets of Los Angeles and San Francisco and Pittsburgh and Atlanta and New York City and all the rest, Baltimore, wherever there is a big American city, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are homeless. And we, the film doesn't get into this, but the circumstances going back to 2008, how many mm-hmm. people are on the streets because of the co- housing collapse, affordable housing, all these issues are roiling around the country. They're creating a tremendous amount of uh, hostility towards government and towards our, and also impeding our ability to, to begin to make some progress in this area. So this is an important topic. You've done an amazing job of capturing it without a whole lot of uh, accoutrements. It is pretty much verite on the ground. It's, it's right there. If you want to know how people are living uh, Discord is a great place to to check that out in terms of homelessness and the issues surrounding it. So, my hats off to both of you for the work you've done here on this on this on this wonderful documentary. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. It's hard to use a word like wonderful when you're describing <laughs> homelessness, but it is. You did a, you really did a great job with it, and uh, my hats off to you. So, congratulations. I, I assume you're going to be working on more stuff. So. 
hope you come back when that opportunity presents itself. I'd love to uh, love to see what you've got next. So uh, the film again is Discoed. We've been speaking with the the team that put it together. I'll just leave it at that: director, producer, sound, composing, editing, shooting, and that would be Matthew Soretta as well as Sam Mantel. To both of you, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you thank for you. having us. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.